for me, I think, you know, the greatest, uh, you know, uh, achievements will come when we can provide uh, a platform that gives people access and that people all over the world know that in today's world, you can learn anything you want anywhere for free. You can learn languages, you can learn math, you can learn nursing, you can learn engineering. Everybody has access to world-class education for free. Welcome to Shasha Voices, where we share stories of people who are building a better future today. In this episode, we are joined by Andrew Rand, trustee and treasurer of the Shasha Network. Andrew has over 25 years of experience in the financial services industry and has been working with Shasha for some time now. We'll be discussing creating generational impact and how we can build a better future today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. We have Andrew Rand in the studio. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's been an interesting month. It's been quite long. Um, I don't know. May has just been a really long month. <laughs> but uh, time is moving and uh, I'm excited about uh, our, our summer coming up here. We've had a cold and wet winter. Oh, yeah. Here in Nairobi, it's actually getting colder. So everybody's just sort of getting their jackets, but I don't think it's as cold as Canada is. Uh, I'm in California, California. Uh, okay, all right then. So to start things off, um, Andrew, we usually start off with an icebreaker for um, the podcast. So I just wanted to know, if you were to write a book, what would it be about? It's funny because I've already written some books, but I, I would write, I, and I was thinking about it, I think I would uh, write a guidebook, and I, I've written guidebooks. Uh, just because it's, it's a, uh, I like to teach, I like to guide, but also uh, I've always loved to travel and, uh, you know, how-to guides are, it's more practical. I think I'm a very practical person, pragmatic and practical person. So I think I would write a, another guidebook. Any specific realm or field or industry that you'd be looking at? Uh, I wrote a travel guidebook, and I because it, it uh, connects my uh, uh, love of writing and, and traveling. Um, but so either that, or at this time in my life, I might write a, a financial guidebook, kind of uh, the basics of um, you know, long-term investing. I think the world would really appreciate that. Lord knows everybody needs financial advice, no matter how much money you have, no matter how little money you have. Everybody needs a financial guide. Your health is the most important and your wealth is probably number two. So yeah. I would agree. So tell us more about your career journey and what inspired the work that you do now. You know, I've had a, a very unusual path because I've had a wide variety of jobs. It, it hasn't been a straight line. And yeah. uh, I, I've done all kinds of different things, uh, uh, many, many different things. And uh, I've followed my creative pursuits. I was a pastry chef and then I was a writer. I, I had a publishing company. Uh, I've had a, you know, done construction and a bunch of different things. But eventually I, I got around to, uh, I think, coming back to where my uh, talent has been and um, interest in that is finance and investing and um, got started about, gosh, coming up on 30 years ago. Uh, working with individuals and families, uh, helping them to um, plan and uh, take care of their wealth. Um, and I just think uh, 
you know, probably the most important thing. I think for me, um, I've always tried to work, uh, you know, hard and I, you know, at school or whatever, I think there's people who are a lot smarter who can read a book one time and, and get it. Yeah. I'd have to read the book two times. I'd have to do the problems two times. And just, I just got into the habit of working twice as hard as most people and eventually it pays off. You know, what's interesting is that I feel like I've taken on the same path in terms of my journey, building up my academic career as well as my professional career. There's some things that I've had to do twice as hard than everybody else, if not most things. And for the most part, it feels like the world is sort of against you when some things don't come to fruition. But it's 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 nice to hear that there's somebody else who can sort of attest to the the fruits of your labor going that route and sort of just enabling themselves to empower themselves in, in, in whatever they want to pursue. I, I would agree. Uh, for me, I, I come to the conclusion that anything worthwhile in life that you are going to achieve, it requires hard work, practice and persistence, it, whether it's a, a job or a relationship, uh, you know, vocation, in, uh, uh, whatever. It, it just it requires a lot of hard work and practice and perseverance. Uh, and, and when you go on a, a path that's not kind of a straight line and uh, into a occupation that, you know, you go to school, you come out of school and you do that occupation. Uh, many times you, you, you know, you, you travel the path, uh, um, you know, less traveled, but um, it's, you're alone. You're, you're doing something that's different and it's, it's difficult and you don't always get the support, uh, that you would like, but that's where the persistence and hard work uh, comes in to, to uh, see you through. For some reason, I feel like I needed to hear that today. <laughs> it's been a really long half, uh, first half of the year. So um, I, I think I really needed to hear that piece of advice. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> You're welcome. So given that um, you've built so much in your career and you've worked so hard to get to where you are right now, what would you say are the most significant challenges you face in your career and how have you overcome them? You know, in the world of finance, and, and honestly, I think of many different places, I've always come to realize or I came to realize that there's three qualities that I think are extremely important. Um, you know, and whether you're looking for a dentist, an auto mechanic, a doctor, or a financial person, you know, number one, you want to find somebody who's trustworthy and honest and that's yeah. really important number two you want to find somebody who is competent um, and can actually get the job done and done right and third you want somebody who's fairly priced so that's you know when i realized that gosh you know i've got this great dentist and he teaches at the dental school and he's really good and he doesn't sell you stuff or do things that aren't necessary um, and and he's uh, very trustworthy or she's very trustworthy you know, gosh, I want to share that, you know, that's a resource for me. That's somebody I would want to share or, or my auto mechanic. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you can go to someplace and it's very expensive. And, uh, you know, it's done right, but it's very expensive. But you find somebody who's, you know, again, competent and trustworthy and uh, fairly priced. Those people and, you know, those are those are precious. And if you do that, if you become that kind of a person, uh, you know, people respond and uh, they they want their friends, they want their family uh, to uh, also get that kind of treatment. So, you know, those are three qualities I've always thought of as being very important. And 
uh, all of my business has been through referrals. People say, hey, you know, it, these guys know what they're doing. Uh, you know, you can trust them and, you know, they're really fairly priced. So uh, that's just to me, those are three qualities that are really important uh, to be able to provide, uh, you know, as you provide a service or a good or a service to people. Okay, so would you say these are aspects that you really had to build on or are there other challenges, maybe up to three challenges that you had faced um, that sort of just defined or like sort of molded and and, and, and sort of encouraged you to build more or uh, motivated you to do more? Well, I think, you know, when I look around, even today, unfortunately, I mean, I think, you know, the challenge is, you know, especially in the financial world is, you know, honesty and integrity. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's not your money, it's other people's money. And, you know, you're a steward, you're a, a fiduciary for other other people. So I think honesty and integrity are incredibly important. I think uh, a uh, culture and a practice of constantly learning. Um, you know, I read 50 to 100 books a year and uh, I read articles, I give talks and, you know, constantly learning uh, and just, you know, working harder than anybody else. It's just, uh, you know, I think that's those are those would be probably the three uh, things that I I would recommend. Um, so we know you've been working with the Shasha Network for some time now. Um, our main question would be what drew you to the work that Shasha is doing and what do you think are some of the network's most significant achievements so far? And what do you hope to achieve in the future? I know that's a very <laughs> long question, but I could break it down as you respond. So you could let me know what you'd like to answer first. Uh, well, I mean, I, I'll just I'll just jump into it. I mean, my my first thought is, I mean, you know, having met Farai and, and you know, developed a good relationship with him. Um, you know, again, it's the honesty and then the integrity and, and the vision, the shared vision. You know, I think it comes down to all things and it's helping others. I mean, that's the source of joy in life is when you can help other people. Um, so, you know, for me, that's number one. Uh, I've, I've been very blessed and, you know, I think helping others uh, is probably my number one uh, reason uh, to do it. And giving people an opportunity, uh, you know, and, and showing them what's available and, and access Helping other people to, to grow and develop is, is very satisfying. Um, I think the biggest thing, and I just remember back when I first uh, uh, met Farai and started uh, helping at Shasha, it was a it was a different model. It was a kind of a mentoring model of you know one on one or one on five or you know and looking for menti- mentors and mentees and trying to connect them. Uh, and as we discussed it, you know I think uh, you know came to the conclusion and, and recommended that we you know, try to transition it uh, because that's there's not a lot of leverage in that. You can only help a certain number of people. But if you can create a platform and provide access to education, um, uh, you know, you can help not, you know, dozens or hundreds or thousands. You can help tens of thousands, hundreds, thousands and millions of people. Um, and I'm in Sil- Silicon Valley in California, outside of San Francisco and San Jose and Palo Alto. Uh, and being able to, you know, see that and, and look at the platforms that change people's lives. I mean, that's the, the opportunity that we have right now. Uh, and for me, I think, you know, the greatest, uh, you know, uh, achievements will come when we can provide uh, a platform that gives people access and that 
people all over the world know that in today's world, you can learn anything you want anywhere for free. You can learn languages, you can learn math, you can learn nursing, you can learn engineering. Everybody has access to world-class education for free. Um, and I think the world is, is going to be a lot better off. But you, people have to know about it. People have to use it. People have to have access to it. Doesn't do us any good if you know we have it uh, and, and people are not aware of it. So to me, to, to give people the tools um, for their own growth and development, you know, I think that's a that's a wonderful goal. Are there like any other achievements that you think, um, based off your own metric, that you feel like Shasha has achieved, and what do you feel the future of that looks like? I think this year uh, we've been working on the the platform and the transition and the building out, I think, um, I think as that launches and people have access, you know, either on their phones or apps or computers, uh, to be able to see the curated, uh, you know, opportunities that are available. I think that's going to be really exciting. And, you know, again, no, no matter what the subject is, there's access to it. And I think also, um, being able to provide people the soft skills that they need for, for leadership and for communication and collaboration and uh, probably most important, uh, just the uh, positive uh, mental attitude and the understanding that, you know, you can achieve what you want to. And, uh, you know, those are those are things that are learned. I mean, it looks like, oh, some people are just natural positive. Some people are just naturally communicative. It's all learnable. Right. So uh you know it's it's available if people recognize that it's learnable and they put in the work to to do it speaking of sharing information um we, maybe we can dive a bit um into the conversation around sharing information between africa and the rest of the world so what are some of the low-hanging fruits or opportunities that exist globally that africa is yet to tap into and can we take advantage of this sooner rather than later? And how do you think we can better share information between Africa and the rest of the world? I think it, I think it's uh, well. I think the, the the greatest opportunity is in terms of the remote work because, in my opinion, you know, one of the one of the challenges is that the best and brightest people often get opportunities outside of Africa and they leave Africa and you know they go and pursue and, and help other countries. And it's like, no, that's the wrong model. You want the best and the brightest uh, to stay and work and, and build stay communities and build. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it, it's not, you know, to me, giving a few people, you know, the opportunity to go study and work abroad is, is the wrong model. You want to work on building, uh, you know, the infrastructure in Africa so that people can tap into the global uh, you know, economy and they can do the remote work and they can, you know, participate and contribute. Um, so to me, it, it's a communication uh, challenge and an education challenge is that so that the, the, the young people of Africa know what's available. They have the ability to learn it and to pursue it. And then on the other side is for the rest of the world to understand that, you know, there is a tremendous, you know, talent, uh, you know, pool of talent. Uh, that's available for you know, uh, you know, tapping into and using that remote work uh, for all kinds of different things. And today, for the first time in history, you know, given the communication and the technology that we have, 
you know, people can work remotely. They can work uh, anywhere in the world. Uh, and it becomes a, you know, question of who's got the education, who's got the, the skills to do the job as opposed to just happen to, you know, being born in the right country at the right time. Right. So right. I think that's a tremendous opportunity and a challenge, but it comes down to, I think, you know, two words, I would say, you know, education, you know, you've got to put in the hard work, you've got to develop the skills uh, and, and do the learning. And then P two, you know, communication, one internally to Africa to make sure that people know that the education is available and they, you know, have the opportunity to take advantage of it. And then B externally to make sure that the rest of the world knows that the talent is available uh, and, uh, you know, the level and the quality of it. You know, based off our conversation so far, what I can tell is that with your career tra trajectory, you have built a lot of relationships in, in, in your in your experience, right? And obviously, it's a really big part of your work. So what are some of the key factors that have helped you build and maintain strong relationships um, with clients, stakeholders over the years? And how can young professionals cultivate these skills in their own careers? Well, I think the most important thing is, you know, in, is to always put the client first, right? If you do the right thing, you know, it can be short term, you know, challenge to do it. But I mean, in the long run, always doing what's best for other people, for the clients, for employees, for everybody. If you do the right thing, eventually it will pay off because people appreciate it and it, and it comes back. So if you always do the right thing for client, for the client, the client will stay with you. The client will refer friends and family. If you do the right thing for uh, your employees, same thing. You'll have loyal employees, you know, who have an opportunity to grow and develop. And, and you know, that's uh, essential to building a team is, is keeping people. And, um, you know, I think that's the, probably the most important thing, uh, you know, right. from an individual perspective, I think, you know, it comes down to hard work, uh, you know, constantly learning, uh, persisting. I mean, it's never easy uh, and everybody, you know, has challenges and, and obstacles. Uh, and it's not like one where you do it, they're ongoing. So, you know, constantly learning, working hard, uh, perseverance, uh, I think are, are really important. Um, but again, you know, being, uh, you know, honest and trustworthy, uh, and developing your communication skills, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, you know, you need to communicate with other people, whether it's on your team or your clients. Uh, so, you know, working on it. And, and those are skills that are totally and completely learnable. So, um, yeah, there's, there's, you got to do it. You got to learn how to communicate with people um, and you have to always do the right thing. You mentioned always putting your clients first, and that was a major first point. So for some people who are getting into like maybe the service industry or retail or what have you, things that have to do with selling either a product or a service to an individual, how would you say they can differentiate between the customer is always right and putting your clients first? Because I feel like there's, um, there's a bit of misconstruction uh, when it comes to sort of just interpreting those terms or sort of applying them in the workplace. So how, how would you differentiate that for somebody who's just starting off within the industry? Well, that's a, that's a tough question. So, uh, because I do think, I think of them as being similar, which is if you always do the right thing for your client 
or your you know your customer put the customer first mm -hmm. um and again everyone has different stakeholders right so you know the client's always right is is a term i don't always agree with because i i have clients that you know if they if they're not respectful if they don't treat the people on the team correctly uh or or kindly then you know i i terminate the relationship because um you know, I, I think that becomes a toxic and, and reduces the energy and the enthusiasm for the rest of the team. And you need your team to understand that, hey, we're in this together and, you know, it's not acceptable for somebody to be disrespectful or unkind. Uh, and it, it's, you know, let, let those people go work for your competitors uh, or, or buy from your competitors because it will sap them of energy and uh, progress. Uh, but if you always do the right thing, I mean, again, it, it you know, kind of the golden rule, if you treat others as you would like to be treated, uh, I think that goes a long way. And, it, you know, in today's world, uh, I think you will differentiate yourself by, you know, doing the right thing, you know, whether it be um, making sure that there's good value, if, you know, if there's mistake, uh, making it right um, and just taking responsibility for it. Um, and, um, you know, again, there's times where, you know, sometimes the best deal is to sell somebody. No, you, you know, you, you don't want to do that. You know, you might make money on it in the short run, but if it's not the right thing for the client, um, you know, eventually it'll come back to haunt you. So if you always, always do the right thing, um, again, it, it pays off in the long run. And again, I think as you get older, you can look back and say, wow, you know, I can see the consequence. And I think most people, you know, have a basic understanding of math realize the, the value of accumulating and, and compounding, whether it's compound interest or compounding numbers. And the same thing is with your decisions. If you, you know, make one, make two, make four, make eight, 16, 32, 64. If you make, you know, the right decision over time, it really is dramatically uh, different uh, than if you make, you know, some good, some bad, some good, you know, do the right thing, uh, make good decisions. And, and work, uh, you know, twice as hard as anybody uh, else, and uh, you're going to be very successful. I mean, you've given us so many gems within um, this, this this very short session on its own. And just to add on to these gems, and I hope that the audience is taking notes. We would like to know that we would like to know what top three lessons you've learned over time throughout your career. And, you know, um, I ask this because we've you've been working with a lot of young people from the continent of Africa. And I feel like for the most part, you know, we're trying to better the generation that comes um, after us or the generation that we are within. So maybe you can tell us those top three lessons and how these lessons um, can be applied to building a better future. Uh, OK, I think, you know, if I look back, it's interesting and I've talked to Farai about this. I think historically, I don't think people realize that Africa is not much different uh, than the rest of the world was, you know, 100 years ago. I mean, uh, you know, the rest of the world was not wealthy 100 years ago. And, you know, nobody went to Ireland or Scotland or England or the U.S. and said, gosh, you know, we've got to we got to do this for you. We've got to give you this. Uh, they did it themselves. And I think for Africa to be successful, it's it's going to need to, you know, tackle the challenges and and create the value and the wealth itself. And I think from a, from an individual and a societal per perspective, I just think mm -hmm. the most important thing is honesty and integrity. Um, you know, I think that's one of the challenges is, 
you know, leaders and politicians, uh, you know, I don't remember who it was, but, you know, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. So yes. having leadership uh, and hopefully, you know, the future leaders are, are listening and, you know, recognize that it's, it's, you know, putting the greater good, doing the right thing and, and doing the greater good, uh, you know, pays off dramatically over time. So we, we have that challenge in the U.S. and I think everybody, it's a human nature, but, you know, constantly going back and, and doing the right thing and having integrity um, is, is vital for an individual or a community or a country. Um, so I think that's the second one. And, you know, just the hard work and, you know, adding value and creating value for people. Um, you know, so, um, you know, whatever it is, people look at it and say, gosh, I want to work with this person. I want to work with this company. I love doing business in this country. So it, it, it adds up. And, uh, you know, if you people can rely on it and trust you, then it, that's the foundation of all good uh, relationships and relationships are the foundation for the accumulation of wealth and success. So unfortunately, we have to put a close this conversation, but we would be more than happy to have you back onto the Shasha Voices podcast. As we wrap up our discussion, what parting words of wisdom would you give to a young person that aspires to follow a similar career tra trajectory as yours? I mean, it's very fast, but I feel like you experimented enough to know what you like and what you don't like and the type of networks that you've built, the relationships you've established, the kind of talent you've attracted. What advice would you give somebody who's aspiring to follow in your footsteps? Well, I think the first piece of advice is don't follow in my footsteps. I mean, because everybody's journey is different. Uh, and I would say that, you know, there's, there's this myth out there of, you know, follow your dream, follow your passion and, you know, it's important, but I mean, some of it is you've got to recognize, you know, what your talents are and, you know, whether that's a, a viable, uh, you know, path or not. And then whatever it is, you're going to have, you know, challenges and you're going to need to work hard. You're going to have to have that practice and persistence and constantly learning and communicating. So I think, you know, if I had to summarize it up in a handful of words, I'd probably say, you know, integrity, Hard work, persistence uh, are probably, uh, you know, practice and perseverance, hard work, integrity um, are the are the foundations for success in, in personal relationships and in uh, career relationships. I've seen a running theme with this conversation today. It has to do with hard work and um, consistency, persistence, and, and, and being trustworthy. So it's worth a good listen. I, I hope the audience, you know, gets the value that they they need out of this episode. I mean, you've, you've more or less come onto this space as a mentor to us and sort of just establishing where we could get our footing and sort of just not sort of fall off off the edge <laughs> when it comes to kind of journeys that we want to pursue so thank you so much and i also want to thank you for your time and taking time out to be a part of the shasha podcast my pleasure and uh you know buy sunglasses because the future is very bright love that thank you so much for that all right. A huge thank you to Andrew Rand for joining us on Shasha Voices today. We appreciate your valuable insights on creating generational impact and building a better future today. Integrity, hard work, and persistence is the game. So don't forget about that. We hope you as our audience have enjoyed listening to Andrew's story and learned something new. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in. 
be sure to follow us on social media and stay up to date on what we do as part of Shasha Network. You can also subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming platform, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, to never miss an episode. We are definitely not forgetting the lovely space that made all this possible. E-Studio in Upper Hill, Nairobi, for all your production and our content needs. Join us again next week for another episode of Shasha Voices. Together we can make a difference. This is your host, Savannah, signing off.